0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two.
1: Let the show begin. Welcome back to Talking Gaming and Tech. We have a number of stories this week. We have a new mouse and keyboard from EVGA. Final Fantasy 14's next expansion dropped for their trailer with the Fan Week thing that was going on where it was called. Uh, we also had Cyberpunk 2077 hit with ransomware now. The stories just don't stop with them. <laughs> uh, IKEA's huge gamer gear lineup and it includes a weird hand thing, but we're gonna get into that. <laughs> and we actually have a topic that I didn't actually know where to put because it goes in between Bang literally over. so <laughs> um and it's going to be a nice segue so and it's something i discovered it's really interesting it's called lit rpg and it branches and it fits both categories of the podcast so it's going to go right in between so we're going to start covering at the end of gaming because it's about obviously gaming too so hope you enjoy that And if you don't know what it is be sure to pay attention because you actually might be quite interested into this because I just discovered this this like in the last couple of weeks. Um and on the tech side obviously we're gonna get into a number of stories involving tech, including Starlink as it ramps up its productivity, production, what do you want to call it? We have a new type of lens that might be coming out to smartphones. A J Labs takes a hit on takes way basically kind of a stab at Blue eddy but I don't know if that's gonna be J Labs is nice, but we'll get into the tech and find out what's going on with that. We also have confirmed Jared Leto's Joker will be in the Snyder Cut. So, that's going to be very, very interesting. So, before we get into these wonderful topics that we have this evening, what the heck has everybody been up to in the last couple weeks? G. No, you've been I'm banned.
2: Been... Oh, no, I wasn't banned. Was only for... <laughs> Only for seven days for executing a punk ass motherfucker. <laughs> executing it <you> know <laughs> on
3: his own team.
2: No, no. Look, I don't tend to always go for like team kills. That's not what I do. I don't team kill. But team, team you have killer. to understand team killer. there there are there are cutoff points. And in this case, I'm down there looting up. Alright. I've got an SKS ready to go. <laughs> and I'm switching stuff around to pick up this this um eight-time scope. Teammate with no weapon comes down, picks up the 8 times scope, runs off. No weapon. No way he can fucking use this thing. So I turn around, and I shoot him. You can call me a dick if you want. I don't care. You don't have a gun for that. In, in, in PUBG, you should not be picking up the 8 times scope. If you can't use it, you should be giving it to a teammate immediately. Because the 8 times scope is like Immediately, when you get that gun, you have you have excellent crowd control because of coverage and how, the range on that shit. You immediately have c- control over distance. You can climb up and find where people are all over the goddamn map. There is literally no reason that you would pick up that thing and just run off and go. Oh, I'll get one later. Well, so I he have, does, You don't know him. I don't. You never played with the, excuse me before, so. His, uh... his, his game attack had a 500 on it, so he knows for fucking sure, <laughs> for fucking sure, that he doesn't have a gun that can use it at that moment. I and also I, keep in mind, he ran down the stairs and ran over to where I was looting. So it's not like we both came up on it. I was kneeling down, pulling stuff out of my bag so I could fit the scope into it, and he ran by, grabbed it, and took off. So it's like I would say, and, but so if you already get- ha- if you
3: already had the gun.
2: Why are we, yes, why are we having gun- trouble picking up in the bag? All
3: you got to go do is no, drag I it had to the gun.
2: I had the gun in a f- – basically, I picked up an SKS. I had a full sack with two weapons and all, all the ammo for it. Saw the 8-time scope, ran over, started throwing out the ammo for my off gun and swapping out attachments from my off gun, which was a car because I don't like cars, so I could switch to these SKS. So I had to take attachments off of that and put them back in my bag in case I found – Um, because I like the M24, I think it's called. So I had to put them back in my bag, and then I had to pick up the SKS and swap my attachments off of my um, M16 to the SKS because for stability. And I was like, there was no one around. I was fine. And then he ran up and picked it up. I get it. I'm not saying I'm not a dick for shooting this guy. I'm just saying <laughs> I have a little bit of a defense of this dude saw me cycling shit and didn't even bother to pick up a gun. He just picked up the eight times and ran away. He didn't even try to pick up the fucking gun I put down. He was without a gun, and he just picked it up and ran away. That <laughs> ma- that immediately said to me, troll. Like, oh. Yeah. He, he didn't even try to pick up the gun I dropped. He was, uh, he was gunless, Bazinga, and he pulled a Nate and ran by the gun I put down. <laughs> and just picked up the eight times and kept running. I'm sorry. He was gonna like, beat like people said, over the
3: head, man. With,
2: with the, it's with like like I said, I'm not... And I was in a bad mood that day, so that's why I got banned for some days. Because that guy, that guy pulled a dick move, and I fucking shot him for it. Dick move, and I may have teabagged him after I did it. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, that, that's, that's frowned upon these days. So uh. I don't fucking care. <laughs> so so I've I may been, have teabagged him. That's all I'm saying. I've, I've, been, I've been playing uh, Warzone and Apex Legends with Todd and Grimm. Uh, Grim hasn't so played not. with us, but with the Apex. But there's a new, there's a new map on Apex Legends. It's uh, like, like in game. the sky. It's it's different, but uh, Todd's been it's kicking fucking... ass with
2: it. I hate Todd because he just refuses to get a computer and play PUBG with us. <laughs> <laughs> just refuses.
1: Well, he did. He bought one and then returned it. But... He never even opened it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a fucking douche. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: If you're watching, you're a fucking douche. Actually, uh, he is. <laughs> he is watching. <laughs> you're a fucking douche. <laughs> I just uh. want to play PUBG with him because I'm like, he's so good at Call of Duty. I feel like we would work excellent in PUBG. Like we would be, we would be winning a lot of games. Like we'd be able before. to go into
3: competitions.
2: <laughs> no, but we would be. We would be able to play, and probably win at least one game per night, mm-hmm. once a week when we played. Like And that may sound cocky, but I just feel like we'd be a lot better in that game. Because I, I'm not very good at Call of Duty, but I'm excellent at PUBG. And I feel like he could pick up PUBG pretty easily.
3: Well, he used to play it, too.
2: Ah, yeah, consoles don't count.
3: <laughs> I don't, not playing it's ra- so not, hard to play PUBG on console. Holy crap. You're
2: not playing real PUBG on consoles. You're playing fuck a wall with glass in it and like, see what happens.
3: Call of Duty has like the same control scheme, on uh, that, it's always had so it's easier, but PUBG was oh my god, like all the little, like the lean buttons and all that crap was so so it's just different,
2: dude. Look at the bright side, most players don't even use lean in PUBG, <laughs> only the good ones do it.
1: So, I've been playing actually a whole lot of Final Fantasy 14.
2: I would uh, love to play that game, but it doesn't have real PvP.
1: Um, actually, Grim, they announced actually at these things I was watching this whole thing about it. They're adding a whole bunch more PvP in the next expansion.
2: As long as they add real PvP. Like I I let's put it this way, I enjoy arenas from time to time, but every now and then I'd like to play I'd like to be walking around the open world and getting jumped.
1: Oh, I don't know if they're adding so much of that, but they're adding more more and more arenas, I believe
3: that see, arenas get boring because like yeah it's, it's the, like lo- the level gap in, in arenas is what makes it hard because like, it could be like a 10 be- level gap and you're a you're a 10 and they're a 20 you're just getting I, m- murdered
2: i know that game is popular already but if they really really want to blow that game open they need to be like well we're working on, we're working on a side update this side update is going to be a rebalance of all the abilities and everything for pvp but this update will only be on special PvP servers we're putting out. So in other words, the people playing the PvE servers won't get these changes in anything of any of that shit. The changes mm-hmm. will only exist on a PvP server that they that they did them for.
1: Well, I won't, I'm not going to get into it right now about the update um, because there's a lot of details. And you actually might be excited for the update, actually, Grim, because there's some things in there. I want to take but, a
2: look right now, but if it's just arena, I won't get into but,
1: it. But um, anyway, yeah. So I've actually been playing a whole lot of that, um, and the main reason is because I was obviously, it, I was to deal with the last topic of the gaming, which is lit RPG, uh, which made me want to play a MR mmo. Um, and Marie plays like a lot of Final 14, so I was like, oh, ah, might as well play that because I can eventually play with her once I get my character to a certain point. Um, so. I've been pushing through like the levels, on that I think I'm yeah I'm about level 40. yeah I'm level forty five now. On that, and I decided since I wanted a new mouse,
3: oh. another new mouse. Ma- you just got a new mouse. No, see, I, I I'm, th- I'm the I'm the keyboard. You're you're the mouse. What was maybe about g- a year ago? Yeah, but you didn't you have like the best wireless mouse there was the Corsair one. I do. I still have that. So what do you use it now?
1: Um so i've been wanting to really try cuz okay so red obviously the last keyboard the keyboard that grim has now the red dragon i was super impressed with that keyboard that's still one of my absolute favorite keyboards um with their products so i decided to buy a mouse from red dragon and what got me because this one mouse because people were distinctly pointing out that like their razer mouse died after like a year or one of the buttons would stop working or like paint started wearing off on See, whatever i never the... had that
3: issue i got razer um, from like and 10 years ago
1: all these people went and switched to a red dragon because they either because a lot yeah. of them i was looking at views, bought a red dragon previously just because they're cheap and just threw it in their laptop bag yeah so and now they're like oh i'm gonna use it for both i love this thing's like the best mouse it has the best response time everything so yeah so i went and bought a well it's a little too close to the camera but i think i, I have, started it. i think i have but, one of those <laughs> um anyway so yeah, so I got this. It's actually a really nice mouse. Um, and super responsive. So. And unlike what's you, weird...
2: You, unlike you when we play PUBG. <laughs>
1: um, what's weird, actually, for the setting for the software, you can actually change the DPI on the horizontal and the vertical separately, which is weird. Hmm. Um, which is actually, I've never seen on a customization of a mouse. I was like, Interesting, I guess. <laughs> if you want to do that, if that's what you're gonna do. Um. So I found that really neat, uh, and which is actually interesting. are when we get into that mouse and keyboard topic, because I'm really interesting. What I don't understand. What I don't understand 8, what 4K is. In well, a mouse. no. 8, 000, well, 8,000K polling. I'm not sure how much that's going to really improve much because like most mice have a thousand, like this mouse I'm using right now on my Corsair at a thousand K polling. And that's like 0.2 millisecond response. You're not getting much faster than that.
3: Well, like just like the DPI, like 8,000 DPI or something. You can't even control that. Yeah. Nobody's using that.
2: (laughs) that. Go have a conversation with doc
3: interfaces right to the hardware <laughs> oh. interfaces um, right to the hardware
2: dude you, i'm sorry man but i watch his like highlight videos every day and sometimes his editor will be like warning the next section is five minutes straight of this last match with no editing and it's like he's in the middle of a call of duty zone he's the only one left this team's with four people and he'll fucking run through like 12 people in the last five minutes of a match by himself <laughs> While getting hit, like he'll go down to one hit left and kill three people, in the midst of having of one hit left because they can't touch him, and then he'll come walking out and win a match with like twelve kills in the last five minutes. It's fucking insanity. So yes, he can handle that mouse.
1: <laughs> um. So, uh, given that, yeah, obviously, I'm having fun with Final Fantasy 14 playing a rogue. Um. What was annoying is. That I didn't really get rogue gear until like I'm into being a ninja now, like because that rogue transitions into a ninja. Wait, I
2: thought you said you would never pay for a subscription. You pay I haven't paid
1: anything yet. I haven't paid anything yet.
2: But you're gonna have to
1: after level sixty.
2: But you're gonna. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you're a piece. You're a piece of
3: trash. What? What? You think there's gonna be a way you could get around that? Um. Uh, oh. Not not playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: With uh, sites like G two A and stuff, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, no, there's no oh, way to get around oh. paying for a subscription and You'll game. still have to pay but for the
2: subscription, but it'll be cheaper. This this is why you're a piece of crap, Because I've told you a hundred times that you can play World of Warcraft with me for free, but you refuse to do it. And I would love to play Warcraft with you because we've never played it together, and I think you'd have a blast with me. And I've told you a hundred times it's free. You can play yeah. it for free because you can buy tokens with gold on the Auction House, and gold is easy to make.
1: So, that being oh, that's said, that's the question. <laughs> let's, let's get into more CD Projekt Red. Like, what the hell's happening with these guys? They're having a bad year. Um, so, yeah,
3: this is their In a message,
1: so in a message, what do you call it? From the developers shared on Twitter Tuesday morning, the hackers allege that they stole closely guarded source code for Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Gwent, and Witcher 3, including an unreleased prototype of the last. Um, documents relating to what do you call it? accounting administration, legal, HR, um, investor relations, and uh, more were also allegedly um, comprised. compromised. Compromised. Um, compromised, yeah. Um, so whether they actually did, I don't know. So while the hackers apparently use ransomware software to lock CD Project Red out of certain parts of its own system, the company says it should be able to restore access to the data through backups, the company also remained defiant in the face of random what we call it, random demand for the unspecified amount, saying it wouldn't negotiate despite a threat of release of stolen data. Um so and apparently I guess now these same hackers actually are threatening they're going to sell uh the source code of this data they stole for millions of dollars on like eBay or something or whatever. Um so it's kind of funny because CD Projekt Red's like, um, yeah, we have backups. Um, we don't care. We're not giving you anything.
2: Yeah, I don't think they care because what they stole was shit they've already released and gotten their money.
3: Yeah, they've already gotten their yeah. And uh, the uh, the the thing that they got showing the ransom was on a notepad thing from Windows. And yeah. it said, Hello, CD project. You your have been epically pwned. We have yeah. dumped full copies of the source codes f- from your per- perforce server.
2: Because hacker, hackers think they're cool. Yeah. Guess they might have I... said they should have just said
3: HackSORs. Uh Perforce server for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Witcher Three, Gwen, and unreleased version of the Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sort of leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how your sh- how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours it, to contact us. You
2: know, the best part of our uh, contacts in game journalism. I'd be like, <laughs> Go ahead. The first person to report on it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go with the idea that he knew about it. He was part of it, and I'm gonna have him arrested.
3: They, they should have highlighted like Kotaku, You know. Yeah, like, yeah. I no, the
1: thing is though, no, especially them leaving that in the note. No journalist is going to touch it if they actually get sent anything because they don't want to be incriminal. Yeah, they, yeah. they'll be
2: incriminated immediately if they. Yeah, if
1: they, no journalist will do that.
2: They'll be like, oh, so you were part of it, which is how. I mean, you must have been part of it. Because they sent it to you and they warned them they were gonna send it to you.
1: Yeah.
3: So
2: <laughs> uh, please do it and let it be Jason Stryer. I'd like to see him go to prison.
3: <laughs> um I also so. heard something about the the CEO of Kotaku or something like left or something.
2: But yeah, Kotaku's a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> no. I'm oh, glad that like, like, like this is um even though C Project Red's having like a hell of a year, this is kind of like I would say step in the right direction for showing example to how to deal with uh, with ransomware in the future. Like give these people the finger. <laughs>
2: like uh, obviously it's more difficult if they steal shit you haven't released yet cuz that can yeah. hurt you severely. But oh god, what are they going to do? Release some bullshit?
1: Yeah, but it seems like, like they actually they took-
2: do?
1: Yeah, but it seems like they already took the precautions, have the backups. Um, as far as all their contacts, they can just contact everybody within their, their HR contact, all their, and be like, hey, change your data, we've been compromised, we have it under control, da-da-da.
3: Breaking news, Larry Flint has died. Flint. Wait, what? <laughs> Larry <laughs> Flint has died.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> He is pretty old anyway, but I mean that's yes, he time. was seventy. Wow,
2: I really liked him when he was played by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> oh yeah, I, for-
1: I forgot he did that.
2: <laughs> Aaron, Woody uh, not Woody Harrelson um, God, what was his name again? Holy Larry God, Flint. Larry Flint. Larry Flint died. Yikes. <laughs> right. Woody, like, what Woody something. Woody <laughs> something. <laughs> I
1: know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, he funny. did some things.
3: He did some things.
2: <laughs> things nobody likes.
3: Well, n- just
2: Sorry. I mean some things people like. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody uh, admits to liking. We'll, say well that. yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> um it makes up more than half of the internet traffic, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but
2: not his. His isn't very good.
1: Oh well, okay. That's like, <laughs> uh, okay. Ikea's huge new gamer gear lineup includes this weird wooden desk can. So Ikea is coming out with an entire gaming line of furniture for your man cave slash desk area, whatever you want to call your gaming section of your house, I guess. Um, So there's a few actually pretty cool things like the drawers on the side of a desk. That's actually fairly useful
3: a um, drawer at a desk what <laughs> was, no, that's... Dra-
1: no, it's on this like side of the desk thing wherever it is um but I don't um know. i don't know what that weird obviously that neck thing obviously for people that like get neck strain or whatever from leaning over the desks there's that's actually a common thing but i don't know if that's really furniture it's more you know, it's it's to keep
3: it. you awake it holds your your head up
1: yeah um <laughs> an actual mug holder that's kind of useful for a desk hand warmer Hand who had that oh uh dennis got that thing on linus tech tips that was oh dude.
2: No- i'm sorry but there's nothing more pathetic than ikea trying to act cool
1: um they actually have some streaming stuff here like they have that lamp a circle lamp you can get for your desk you that's streaming. cool
2: Yeah, that's, that's cool that's
1: actually the-, the hand thing's actually holding for holding your headphones which is kind of neat some modern art i guess <laughs> um so there are some neat things in here um I'm not sure about this. Sh- oh. So yeah. I guess that doubles as a headrest. I didn't realize that.
3: Oh yeah. The neck pillow where it doubles as a headrest.
1: Double as a headrest. Yeah. I mean, so it's neat. They're trying to appeal cause there are people, obviously if you look like, especially when I was buying the desk I have right now, um, there's a lot of desks out there that are actually gearing more toward um, gamers now. Yeah. And like, like half the desks I saw all had on the monitor, uh, like the PUBG loading screen within the ad. Um a so really obviously-
3: a really fun thing to look at is Reddit battle stations. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've seen those. That's yeah. where I get a lot of like ideas from cuz it's yeah. like but like now people are putting freaking like Raspberry Pi screens inside their cases. Yes. And it's playing like anime dancing or something like that. Because yeah.
2: anime is king. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um.
1: No, yeah, that's yeah. So they're, it's pretty neat. I mean,
3: well, if you go to Wal- if you go to Walmart, there's also like a a creators station as well. Like creators there's like an aisle there's a an aisle that has like uh, ring lights and uh oh, camera is, yeah. stuff and bags and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. It's it's yeah. Some of the stuff's okay. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff. Well, like I said, it's be- it's because people have taken to a lot of online stuff over the last year. Yeah, there's a lot of streaming, live streaming, new live streamers, gaming, all that crap. So they decide, you know, I'm gonna buy this stuff and do something with my this spare room I got.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And it's becoming like a, it's becoming a big market. Um, and I think obviously what really pushed like in the last year with this pandemic there's a lot new more new gamers out there and i think there's a lot of people that discovered wow i this is this is my new hobby now pretty much that's what the game of. um so obviously a lot of people are building their own like areas in their house with their gaming setup and whatnot and it's becoming a bigger market um just in general so especially like if people obviously play MOS, cause there's some people out there that play almost like crazy. And obviously you want a comfortable setup mm-hmm. like, uh, like with a pillow to warm your hands or I don't know. That's just things. I don't know. That thing's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know.
3: <laughs> like how do game with your hands in the pillow? Yeah. 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 And is there a hole in the back of it?
2: You yeah.
1: pervert. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw that. Like Dennis went and got five. Yeah. For not, the Intel from
3: up. Intel. And they even got like that weird massager thing that like For his feet know? and he got that <laughs> yeah. like weird that weird phrase that he hangs on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: like,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah all this other strange things. He was like, what the hell? His receipt the receipt was under five thousand dollars or whatever the, the price was. Yeah, I know, I know, it was. But yeah. It was. I can't but, believe he was using some of that stuff to do this editing with it was just crazy. Oh, before, yeah, I know.
1: I know. Well, that was when they were at home they like that's his home oh they yeah got... they did a lot of the ho- yeah that's right yeah that's when they had at the beginning of the pandemic they were just doing... like
3: well he was using that uh the razor laptop that that linus gave to the, everybody like what five years ago or something like that oh yeah 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 so. which was cool but they're they're obsolete now outdated. yeah it's unfortunately that's little... how, it's, uh, how technology works yeah it's not good for doing anything like that <laughs> yeah
1: So I think that, yeah, that's fairly neat. I want that cup it. holder.
3: I wonder if they're going to have, like, a desk.
1: I don't know. And I was actually, we were, um, a co-worker of mine was telling a story. I didn't know this. It was at Ikea, I guess, supposedly. This guy was caught eventually and basically banned from Ikea. But Oh, the Ikea rambler. <laughs>
0: Scared you.
1: he know, was banned from Ikea because, well, obviously, we wouldn't be telling the story if it didn't actually, if Pete wasn't semi-successful. He was calling up, <clears throat> basically. Oh, hey, I'm missing this part. They send him the part, and they call up again like a couple of days later. Oh, I'm missing this part. Eventually, the point where he got like three or four things of furniture completely built
3: by just asking for the parts. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Genius.
2: That's actually that's actually slick and fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I- I'm missing. Uh, hang on a second. The left leg.
3: Thank you. I'm missing. Uh, it- Part B bu- slash C.
1: Yeah, he'd probably download the manuals and it was like, oh, hey, I'm missing this part. Oh, this part.
3: on oh, this part. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I wanted to make a desk out of the IKEA stuff. Mm. but But that, that'll be for when I finally move because I'm not building a new computer until then. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I got to figure that out first. Okay. So
1: EVGA launches 4K hertz keyboards and the first triple sensor 8k hertz gaming mice
3: so
2: i don't know what you're talking
3: i i don't understand how 4k and 8k like so they're talking about the hertz which
1: is has to do with your polling rate which is the response time between you and the monitor Mm -hmm. yeah okay so and like i was saying before at a thousand hertz it's like a 0.2 millisecond response time. It's not as fast as a CRT, which is zero, but it's damn close. You're not getting much faster than that. You get like what to a 0.1. There's going to be a minuscule delay of anything. Um, So, and that's like the thing is as fast as your polling rate is like, if say if like you had, like if you're a streamer and you are actually passing your display through two different devices, um, You're going to get some lag And no amount of polling is going to help you At that point And it's um, wireless Yeah it's wireless which is really nice Which if it actually has uh, Over a thousand polling at On wireless that's actually pretty impressive Because I don't think there's any Wireless mouse that go over a thousand right now
3: Yeah it says USB connection Up to 8000
1: okay. Yeah 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 so you can't Yeah,
3: but This one has weights in it too
1: well, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of them have weights. Even this mouse I just bought came with weights. But
3: oh, wow. I Triple like... sensors.
1: Yeah, it has. It has it's, I'm sure it's super responsive. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's a really nice mouse. Um, But, yeah, a lot of mice come with weights now. Like I don't care. I like really light mice, so I take the weights out. But...
3: Then you should get one of those nothing mice. The ones with all the holes yeah. in it.
1: And... Yeah, but the problem with... Okay, I don't know if you look at the prices at some of those brands. They want, like, $200 for a for a mouse.
2: Really? And you know, Nate would never overpay for anything stupid. <laughs> and, like, for
1: instance, like, and like when I got this, this mouse, like, I'm super impressed with this brand, like Red Dragon. Like, they make quality products at cheap prices, which is like, out like it's unheard of almost. I don't want like
2: to
3: say the best quality. They're okay when you automatically. I still
2: got my freaking 12 button Razor Naga. I've had this thing for like 10 years.
3: I thought Razors fell apart.
2: <laughs> hey, this fucker's hanging in there, dude. <laughs> Ten years going strong.
3: Well, then the only reason your 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 razor keyboard died is because you spilled shit all over it.
2: Twice. I've spilled <laughs> shit on my keyboard twice. 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 But yes, it's the only reason why it's died.
3: Uh, they I'm not
2: s- good at keeping keyboards safe.
3: They gotta stop calling every mouse and stuff our keyboard, like, K20s and stuff. Like, people get confused between the brands. What do you mean? Yeah, but that has, the, like, the K stands for how many keys there are on it.
1: 20? Dude, you not know 20. that? Like, ask, well, actually, there are, that, like, the people K... I
2: work with who would be confused by that. No, there is, okay. a,
1: what the K, not 20, it's, like, 19, or... It might be 20. Those little small, like, side, like, keyboard things, like, they only have, like, a few buttons on them. The hand ones? Yeah, I think they're called, like, K20s or something. I think they are. But, like, for instance, like, my keyboard's a K60, so. And mm. that has to do with, like, and that's important, especially, like, if you're building your own keyboard and stuff, too. Because you want to get the right motherboard and the right base and stuff. To actually I thought you were that. using, like, a that ducky keyboard. I am. But I am going to customize it. Like, I've already customized the key caps and the keys in it already. Mm. Um, Yeah, I still want to get gonna, the, the. And I'm going to the
3: pudding caps
1: oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna actually take off this base i'm actually gonna the, um there's one on amazon that's fairly cheap because i can get actually a wooden um plate for the bottom but the one on amazon's really out of stock i can get it from another website but it costs like a 100 bucks but i can get 20 for 20 bucks in amazon mm. i just have to wait for it to get back in stock and that way i can actually have the actually housing all this like solid like oak like housing for it it'll look really nice mm. so but anyway i
2: don't believe you <laughs>
1: So anyway, so EVGA is obviously, both these mice actually, well, the are actually pretty cool. The X-Series mice and Z-Series keyboard promises more precision control, uh, hyperinflated response rates, <laughs> which is obviously, yeah. A 32-bit ARM Cortex M33 chip powers two of the three mice, <laughs> the wireless X20 and wired X17 latter of which supports an Native 8,000 hertz response rate, or what is known as a polling rate.
2: You're throwing way too many numbers at me. (laughs) That
1: is eight times higher than most standard gaming mice and refers to how often the mouse responds. In position to the PC, yes, that's what I already said. (laughs) Um, That's why I'm saying, like, yeah, and they pull, okay. So, okay, remember how I was saying it's a 0.2 millisecond for 1,000 polling rate? Mm -hmm. So they've only improved it a very slight bit. To 0.125 instead of 0.2, you're ver- you're getting a, such a minimal benefit that it's just silly for 8,000 polling. <laughs> it's if you're gonna pay for that, don't buy it for that. <laughs> if you want to improve polling rate, you need to improve the processing between that and the monitor. But that's a whole other discussion. Um. Let's get into the keyboard. Moving on to the keyboard, the EVGA has launched two new decks, the Z20 and the Z15. EVGA main bragging point, both planks is 4000 reports pulling rate with a th- yeah, obviously same thing, wireless 4000. Well, I mean, wired 4000, wireless 1000. Because you can't get like somehow for some reasons they can't get past the 1000 pulling rate wireless. As of right now, anyway. Other features include a column of five macro keys, a dedicated volume wheel, and meta keys USB pass through, which that's is a, actually fairly useful.
3: That's a big volume wheel. It's, it's like almost the width of the. the uh, yeah, the that's like the cor-
1: that's like the Corsair one. It's like really huge. Uh, other features include the other forty 4D bump keycaps with a WASD key. They have little bumps on them so you know where they are. Obviously, a lot of keyboards do that. Um, The K20 is available with dark gray liner or light gray clicky key switches priced at 175. And I think they messed up there on that because it's actually the Z20, not the K20. Oh, okay. That's a typo.
3: Oh, no. What's the website we got here? PC (laughs) PC Gamer.
1: Read your yeah, shit. That's a, that's, a, that's a typo. There's no keyboard that's a K20. I was just looking at it. There's no keyboard that's K20. <laughs>
0: the
1: lowest is like what my keyboard is, the K60. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, well, they messed that up. <laughs> I mean, that's fairly neat. Um, how many buttons is this? One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's not bad. About four buttons on that thing. Four, five, No, One, two. Oh, six extra buttons, actually. That's not too bad. Uh, oh, for a mice that could be fairly useful. But for me, I don't know. But obviously, we didn't get into. Obviously, it doesn't point out because that's not really a big deal. Because DPI is insanely high on pretty much most mice nowadays. You can get it super high. I personally don't use anything that high at all ever. <laughs> Mine's mostly at like 800 all the time. I don't ever go above that. <laughs> I just, I, it just seems it's going faster than my hand can move. It's just not, doesn't seem natural to me. But, uh, but some people love it. Like Marie absolutely loves her DPI like super high.
3: Some people do. Just what you prefer, really. I can't control super high. <laughs> it's like just moves too fast.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay, so,
1: so into the update for Final Fantasy 14, we got the Final Fantasy four, uh Endwalker was announced during the special Square Enix live stream over the weekend. Um, and they got announced a one new class. Well, there's two new classes, but one, uh, well, jobs, I should say. Uh, one new job is a sage who is a kind of a healer slash melee ish character in a way more healer than melee but still can do a little more little damage he's kind of in the middle a little bit actually seems like a really cool character um and then the other one because what's really i didn't know this until after watching a youtube video today. the develop the main developer of final fantasy 14 every time he's made an announcement he's worn a shirt that reflects one of the jobs that they're going to release during the expansion um and he wore a shirt two different times that showed a grim reaper with a big old scythe. So, um, and there were um, in past Final Fantasies there was a job class that had a, it wasn't a scythe but it looked like somewhat like a scythe. I can't remember the exact term for it. Um, but we're most likely getting that job and along with the sage. They just haven't announced it. All they said was it's going to be a melee car- a melee job. So. Which is really cool. If that's the case, I might have to stick around with Final Fantasy because damn, I am psyched. Do you mean wanna, you, Do you mean if class? If you stick
2: around with Final No, no, they're
1: 18. called jobs, and they're called jobs.
3: jobs? In Final that's weird.
2: Because if all you stick Final around F- playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I will never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking because you told me for years that the only reason why you don't play Warcraft with me is because you don't want to pay for it. Just, um. So fuck you. Anywho.
1: <laughs> 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 Um no, but okay, so what the one thing that is really cool that actually got me actually hyped. I was only like semi, I was like, okay, that's gotta go. But then I realized this entire next expansion is focused around Final Fantasy IV. And I was like, holy crap. Um, like it takes place on the moon base. Um, there's the cre- those little weird little creatures that don't speak. They just kind of like, mm, they just kind of like hum, um, are on there. Um, there's all these other things that are like reference to that, including the actual base itself, which they've actually redesigned because it's supposed to be like this weird base. That's like semi-organic along with mixed with mechanical, um, something like out of an HR Geiger, like artwork or aliens or something, which is obviously we came up with obviously a lot of the concept art for aliens um and looking at that i was like holy crap they've brought this actual this end level in final fantasy 4 to life and it looks holy shit it looks amazing so that actually got me like i was like holy crap it's it's a fairly dark expansion um from all the other things i saw too i was like wow um so and just like and i guess they're giving away if you get like pre-order the digital edition whatever special edition for the expansion you actually get something that's actually related to final fantasy IV directly. Um, some piece of artwork or something. I can't remember what it was, but which is pretty cool. So the fact that they're pulling from one of the absolute best final fantasies in the series of all time uh, for an expansion is amazing. Um, and I think that was the, one of the only final fantasies that actually went to the moon. I don't think there's anybody that went to space anyway. I think that's the only one. Like Final Fantasy five went to another dimension, but <laughs> that's a that's a whole other thing. Um, but just in general, like it was just it was a it was pretty cool the fact that they are doing this. And I guess supposedly the creator, so all the fans out there, Final Fantasy 14. He said that Final Fantasy 14 is not stopping expansions anytime soon. So, hinting, obviously, they're already working on the next one. And this expansion comes out in the fall. Um, and as of right now, they're actually having on sale, they're actually, you can get Final Fantasy 14, the complete package, or 30 bucks.
3: With a free month? Or no, do they do yeah. that anymore?
1: Well, you do, you can, like, I'm playing for free right now completely. You can play free in general, the first game, like Realm Reborn and Heaven Sword for free. Up to level sixty.
2: Can you do that with WoW? Uh, WoW, I think, is level. I'm not sure anymore. I know it's a certain cutoff point, but mm-hmm. the levels uh, change now the way WoW works. You can. It's hard to explain.
3: You can start at level eighty, can't you?
2: Um, no, the way the game works now is that <clears throat> the, um, it they crunched it back down, so it's level one through sixty, and then you basically pick any expansion content you want to play mm-hmm. and that can level you from one to sixty and then you have the new con the new content.
3: Uh, so um... like
2: you could all you could play Wrath of the Lich King all the way through if you wanted to.
3: Really? Can you start at like the beginning or do you have to Or is everything already converted? Like you know, um... the uh what do they call it? The cataclysm and stuff.
2: Yeah, the world's changed. The world is still changed? The world changed. is in the the world is in the state that it's in now. Okay, but you can you got a free pass to play to level twenty, which is one fourth of the content now because the content's only level sixty now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still mm-hmm. think we should play World of Warcraft for funsies. But I also <laughs> for funsies. Like well, I might we'll fucking get together. We'll do some battleground PvP.
1: Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the battleground stuff. It's just not like I don't know. You're into that? I'm not sure. I didn't either. say
2: we had. It's the only thing we have to do, douchebag. <laughs> I'm just saying we can get together and do that. But there's a bunch of other shit we could do. I um, just hate the fact that you've never tried it.
3: Um, I used to play it all the time,
2: like a fucking child. I don't know how to so, play it
3: anymore. It's so it's changed so much. So the exactly one thing simplified. I do oh, have they to know. it. All right. uh,
2: yeah.
1: The one thing I do have to note though is that um, the fi- like the one thing I didn't know because I'm like obviously nearing the end of the storyline for. Uh Realm Reborn. And I actually I didn't enjoy the beginning of the storyline at all. It was I didn't think it was it wasn't good at all. But the end part of it finally is actually really good. And I actually enjoy there's a lot of actual references to uh next generation Star Trek, which I was like, What <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um so and I didn't either I didn't realize it was going to be that I was like, Wow. Somebody was watching Next Generations a lot when they were, <laughs> they were making this expansion. Well, making this beginning of the game, anyway. Um, but the creators did actually, so if you actually, for people listening, um, if you do start playing Final Fantasy 14, the creators did know the beginning storyline was kind of, like, bogged down a little bit. Um, they cut it down by 13%. Um, because of the, basically, how parts are really boring. So they cut down some parts. So you can get to the more exciting stuff a lot easier. you're
2: not going to convince us to play that game with you because you would never you'd never play world of warcraft with me
1: um i know what you're trying
2: to do but it's not going to happen
1: but um but i also obviously and if anybody doesn't know i didn't put this in the topics but one of the other games i am going to definitely probably definitely try obviously is new genesis the trailer so far we're gonna play that we get we've seen coming out look absolutely amazing um, like they've completely revamped the combat system, everything like it's looking quite impressive. Like, holy crap. Um, and another also game, well, in it. well, another game that looks actually well, it didn't. We haven't seen any screenshot from what the developers have said. Um, Arkage 2 actually is both. It seems like what he's the dev- main developer has said it's going to be pretty stunning of a game. Um nobody does know, people that make Arcage also did Lineage One, Lineage Two. In um, Arcage, Arcage kind of did okay at the beginning, and then they kind of like dropped the ball quite a bit and lost a whole bunch of people. So, um, but that's what it is. So, okay. So this next topic actually fairly segues right into it. It also segues into our pop culture-esque tech for side of the podcast as well um and for one it's about a book and for this genre that if anybody doesn't know and you like rpgs you grew up playing rpgs um the genre of lit rpg literary rpg
2: because it's lit yo Um, (laughs) Well, I thought at
1: first when I saw that, I thought that someone was just trying to be whimsical and actually that's what they were doing. And it wasn't. It's actually a term that actually was, uh, it first started in Russia and over in Japan with books over there, with literary books, and then eventually caught on to Western world. And this one author, L. Ron Kong, who is kind of considered now the father of Western lit RPG RPG, um, books, has become kind of like this person who's kind of like the overall person who has like the best ones in North America. And obviously the latest one just came out not the long ago, like a couple weeks ago, the eighth one in his series, the land, um, which I'll eventually get to. I just read the lay on the, the foundation, which is really good. Um, but it is, it's literally, if you take playing an MMO and turn it into a book, an Epic fantasy book, this is what you get.
2: Yeah, but you're not playing with other people, so no.
1: No, you're not playing it at all. Then no. Um, But it's... And the best way, like, I was reading an interview with this guy, L. Ron Kong. he's like... Because some guy was asking him that, and he's like, okay, imagine if you take Twitch, someone playing an MMO, and turn it into a book. <laughs> That's what these are.
2: Yeah, um, Nate, you realize what... Like, he's trying to be sound creative but you realize that he's just aping off of Sword Art Online
1: no no so okay so yeah no Sora is later in the um because like I was saying this kind of genre of literature started in Russia and Japan and it's been going on for since like the early 90s
2: yeah but I can go farther um, back they're they're old school like there's an original um animes for what the hell is those games the games that Nikon Michi did way before they became big. They were like dungeon crawler games. And they made animes that are about kids being trapped in the games and shit. No, this I know. I'm saying new. The, it
1: sounds cool, but it's nothing new. No, I'm saying that but from the wiki, it originally did start in the early 90s in Japan and Russia. On on the books, especially. Um, and then eventually it was picked up by the Western world. I guess it was attempted a few times by a few authors to the Western world that just failed in the early 2000s. And then this guy was the first one that really took off quite a bit, uh, L. Ron Kong. Um, and his actual seventh book, when it came out on Audible, literally crashed Audible. <laughs> um, they're they're like, he has become so like, like 10 people. Um, He became <laughs> like, he blew up like in crazy. Like, I know uh, I'm
2: a dick, I'm a dick.
1: <laughs> so, but like, they're actually like, if you love epic fantasy and you've played a ton of RPGs and you like MMOs, it's absolutely fun as hell listening to these books. Like when he levels up, there's sound effects. <laughs> like when you're listening to this audio book, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's like, what the hell? Um, but yet there's dialogue like a great epic fantasy book, which is awesome. And the world is like evolving like an epic fantasy. Um, and yeah, I, I'm like super impressed with this genre. And anybody who actually, you know what I mean, I would say if any audiobook fan out there or just, I mean, the physical books are good, too. But I think for this, it seems a little more entertaining to listen to the audiobook. Um, for like, for instance, like when things happen, like when he levels up, he'll every once in a while look at his stasis bar, like what he's got and stuff. And it'll it'll read off like everything <laughs> like that. He just like all his levels and stuff like that. What's his like strength size, dexterity's at everything like, it will read it all off. And I guess in the actual physical book, it's just charts. Um, but it's interesting because it sounds like a very cheesy, like like RPG, like when you like level up, oh, you have reached level 10. It's like yeah it's it's neat listening to the audiobook. And obviously they're successful, like super successful. And yes, like Grim was saying, they are like um The Matrix, um, Sort Online, like these are all obviously. They're not exactly, they are, like, our, Sword Art Online is directly a lit RPG, pretty much turned into an anime. Um, the same thing with the Matrix, and, like, it's weird because you can definitely see, like, Ready Player One was kind of, ins- he had to have inspired because I know Ernest Cline's super into, like, anime and stuff like that. So he, I'm sure he was inspired by it to write Ready Player One, but Ready Player One isn't completely a lit RPG because it's still in the real world um where like this one book like i'm reading now land the land after this kid was in got put into the thing a thing came to him and said no you died you're in here now you don't exist there oh pretty much so that's the big difference there's no backpedaling um but just in general like but yeah, but Grim, the next time you need to put this on your list, this guy.
2: No, I don't think I, this doesn't sound like something I'd be into. <laughs> I don't want, like, I, I don't like Sword On Online either. I don't like the idea of like, oh, we f- with kids trapped in a game world, you know what I mean?
1: Well, it's not like, yeah, or but like it's like that. But world. It's like that, but it's not like that. Like, for instance, like his beta readers, right, will come back to him and be like, hey, this your main character here did this move and cast this spell he does not have that amount of mana to do that he can't do that so this writer has to go back and actually redo all these things so that actually that lines up because all the numbers are there they have to match up they have to the character can't like in a lot of epic fantasy at the very end pull like from his spirit and defeat the bad guy no he has to have the amount of strength and dexterity and hit points to actually do that (laughs) It just doesn't happen. So. He gets his Uh, ass kicked. And he dies a few times, too. (laughs) But he's technically a mortal, so he's like... He just comes back to where his starting point was. But he loses all his gear. (laughs) So.
2: Oh, maybe. I got so much to fuck to get through right now, dude. You have no idea. I guess I still gotta finish finish all these... uh, uh Saxton Chronicles books that I'm on and I still have to buy the next uh Stormlight Ar- Archives which I haven't done yet. I can't believe I haven't done that yet. But I need to get on my Stormlight Archives.
1: Yeah, I haven't read the 4th one yet. The was it?
2: The Rim of War?
1: Yeah, though yeah. Yeah, the, the the Rim of War or something yeah. I haven't read that. I have that on my list too. But I have an entire bookcase of like like at least like I don't even know. Probably like thirty books I haven't read, I've bought like something like that or more, and I have so many epic fantasy books I have bought that have gone on sale on Amazon, on my Kindle, that I need to read eventually. <laughs> um, like that are just like holy crap. That I have just so many.
2: Yeah, I just have a list of stuff. I have that so I many, finish. and I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, podcasts because I. I just got into a new D and D thing with a guy called um Captain Roar Bear, mm-hmm. and he does he does like he basically does commission D and D campaigns, and he does one every night. So he's got a huge backlog for me to catch up on. I've been listening to those at work a lot. Well,
1: I would say you definitely will enjoy you that that book I was just listening to the land. It is almost like listening to in like a Dungeons and Dragons like playthrough, kind of. Because all the numbers are there. He has to actually, yeah. all those things have to actually happen. Like they can't just pull their will to do it. They actually have to do it. <laughs> so, um, no, but just in general, like obviously I'm going to recently, I've been a huge, like Epic fantasy kick because certain books that have come out and stuff like that, but Epic fantasy is just great in general. Um, but I've obviously a slew, probably another like twenty or so books on my book on my bookcase over there that are all sci fi that I still need to read as well. Like so many books and so many novels like I have in my Kindle as well. Like I just need more time to read. Yeah, <laughs> quit my day job and just read all the
2: time. <laughs> but you can't read.
1: Uh so
2: That's a problem, bro.
1: (laughs) So. but So just in general. But we are going to move on to technology where we have a number of topics for you. Including stuff about Space Link. Space Star Link, sorry. Not Space Link. It is in space. (laughs) Um, But it is going to revolutionize, I guess you could say, getting Internet to everybody. Along with a topic that's really interesting, if this company does well, they could really, really change the market for cell phone cameras with a new lens technology. And I would love to see how well this company because I like J Labs. Like J Labs is a fairly good company. Like they make like of my stuff, ear, right? Yeah, like my ear buds are actually J Labs. And they're actually really, really good. Aside from the connector inside this thing. I've actually had to take this thing apart and they're not easy to take apart. These things are not, these are super hard to take apart pain in the butt without breaking them. Um, I've had to resolder, like the connector for the USB, like three times because it's just a crappy solder point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do make fairly quality stuff. I mean, if they're going to make up to Yeti quality um, microphones, cheaper. I mean, Yeti mics ain't that bad though. They're only like, like around like, hundred to 150 bucks for decent mics so I don't know could be decent um we also have obviously Joker can confirmed to appear in Justice League and it's going to be Jared Leto I guess supposedly. so that's completely new too yeah it', it seems it's going to be like a whole nother movie but we're we'll gonna do it
2: yeah,
0: that's
1: for sure. <laughs> so, what the heck has everybody been checking out?
2: Uh, oh, we're already onto the tech side. Yep, we are. What the fuck was I watching? I had something to talk about, and now I forgot what it was. Oh my god, dude, do is in first I think.
3: Okay, but then. Oh, you put me. Oh, I, I don't. I, I gotta think about it too. I'm kidding. No, I kidding. literally had something
2: <laughs> I've been watching, and I forgot. What it was i know it's PUBG esports i've been watching the world championship stuff um oh yeah i did my um my like yearly uh anime thing where i basically look up some new anime to watch mm-hmm. and i started watching a couple of shows i started catching back up on one piece because i'm real far behind in that mm-hmm. um i discovered a uh, a small anime. It's only got like three episodes right now called uh, Fog Hill of Five Elements. I sent you a video. Yeah, game. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Th- Dude, that shit is amazing drawing. It's kind of insane how good this show looks. Um, And then I started checking out Jujutsu Chonin, I think it's called. Mm. Which is a basically an anime about this kid who gets cursed. And they tell him that he he's... They're going to kill him at one point But they want him to help do something before they kill him That's just a basic rundown But that show was pretty excellent so far hmm. And other than that, nothing really
3: I watched the Royal Rumble
2: That was shit <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, the, There was the one match with uh, What's his name uh, Roman Reigns at the oh, they really messed that up. He got handcuffed at the end. Yep. And the the ref was starting to count, and then oh, what's that CEO guy or whatever his name is?
2: Sergeant Dickhead.
3: He was for the he he was like oh uh, he was for uh the the big guy at one point, but he always makes the guys like the the jerks, um, but he was trying to un, un uh undo the the. The handcuffs and the the, yeah. the the ref stopped counting
2: because he couldn't get the handcuffs undone. Yeah, yeah they, because
3: he was supposed to win. <laughs> it literally gave it away right then and there. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! That's messed up. I
2: don't know. They they just don't do anything right with that show anymore.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I try to watch the other stuff. It's just I don't know. It's just boring to me.
2: Well, the problem the problem you have with the other stuff. Is This is going to sound mean, but you're the target audience for for WWE, which is they make sure that they don't tell long-term stories that are actually long-term
0: stories.
2: (laughs) Everything they do is in your face, so you know exactly what's going on. Like, you know, Roman Reigns hates fucking Kevin Owens, and they're going to fight three or four times over the next two months. But you also know that Kevin Owens is never winning that title.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And that everything they're doing is just there to build up Roman for WrestleMania so Goldberg and him can have a match or Drew McIntyre and him, one of the other big guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like in New Japan and in, in an AEW, it's months of storyline stuff. They have been building this New Japan thing for like nine months. So if you start watching, you get hooked on the constant storyline up going because they keep telling the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, if, since the, the show began, they have build, been basically building Hangman Adam Page to be their, their big star at one point. He's going to be the next big thing because he's like 28 years old or 29. He's young. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be their next big thing. So they've been building him slowly in the background. And then they get to this invasion shit. And they get to like Kenny Omega is turning sides and he's wrestling with these people from other companies, which is already, you know, it's fake, but it's cool. Mm When someone from a company that doesn't doesn't belong to AEW shows up to wrestle for them, like the old WCW shit. So he turns sides, and then you start thinking, they've been building Hangman Adam Page as a hero for a year. You start to realize that at the end of all this Invasion shit, it's going to be a rematch with Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which they had a year ago. They had their first match in which Adam Page becomes the champion. Then you see that they've been building this story for a year and a half. That's how they do it. You have to watch every episode because of the long, ter- long-term storytelling, and some people just don't get on, get into that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just some people are not into that sort of thing.
3: So I, I just found—I I just found out that Twitch now has a low to high and high to low viewer count oh. thing. Interesting. But we're, because we have one viewer, we're like way down. Oh, and but then there's people that have like 500 views and they're not even streaming, it's like a waiting (laughs) screen. I'm like, what the hell? Well, that's because they
1: stream all the time, um, and they got like a following, but anyway,
3: but uh, yeah, I did that, and we got an upcoming review for this, uh, what is it, Mayono wireless microphone system it's a lapel mic system like this is like more professional than we've had before that's a belt pack so this might be a pretty good uh system yeah i I wish it was a dual that'd be awesome if it was like a you know a double but we'll take what we get right exactly and uh it's 48 channels and it works on it says it operates up to 100 meters away so uh we'll have to test that out Mm. hmm really good so we'll see. And then uh we got a couple of these uh monster lights back here that are uh Oh yeah, those things, yeah. Power can be powered by Google or Alexa, so definitely have to do a review on those. Yeah. So we got some stuff. <laughs> we got some stuff. Now we just gotta make the videos. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, congratulations, we got some stuff.
3: Well, we've had a uh a, a, a boost in viewing. Uh, we 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 got a lot of views on our YouTube, yeah. Yeah, actually. I I, awesome. it, I I bet if we you, you know made why? some videos, yeah, <laughs> I bet if we've made some more videos, we would have had a better boost. But
2: well, nah. we could start streaming some games again, but no one wants to play the games I want to play. <laughs> well, stream
1: it, uh, yeah, streaming is gonna get too far. Like like when we did that topic for the news for Twitch, like why it's isn't smart to start streaming on Twitch, I was looking at all the data the people that are in the top, like even m- bottom tier that are like a couple thousand a week, if not that like even lower stream on average, eight hours or more a day every day.
3: Dude, I'm um, not
2: talking about streaming to pull in streamers. I'm talking about streaming just to get the people that watch us on fa that are paying attention to us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Pay attention a little more. Oh, well just, you know, build the brand. It's
3: yeah. It, well, it's like, you know, you can't win if you don't play at all. Yeah, 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 but Nate,
2: do you remember I told you Nate I beat Nate so bad as a child, he doesn't ever want to play anymore. (laughs) Playing is not a thing for him now.
1: So So the one thing obviously I've been checking out. Obviously, if I I haven't said this enough on the podcast, watch the expanse. Season five was absolutely one of the best seasons of sci-fi that have ever existed. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Um and season 6 is going to be absolutely amazing I'm sure as well. Um and it's going to be the end of a story arc which is going to be really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, um I've read pretty much almost all of Vinland Saga, the manga. Um and it gets really good after the um slave arc. Um and oh, I have a good <laughs> and I have a feeling because the slave arc is long And there's not really much that goes on But it actually is fairly good for character building But um, Even though I said like they've kept So true to the manga At the beginning of the first season I'm not sure if the I guess you'd say the studio producing it Is going to allow that kind of a slow of content I'm guessing they're going to sum up The Slave Saga in like three episodes No they're not going to do that Or four.
2: The the next season is going to cover the whole thing They're not going to do that dude you're 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 underestimating Japanese studios. They don't do that shit to their shows. That's not well, how it I, works.
1: I I hope that, not, but I'm just saying. Like I, dude, like,
2: One Piece has like 700 episodes that make no sense. Okay. Not yeah. what
1: <laughs> no, I know, right. I know, but I'm saying, like, it is like it is very different content compared to the first season. Um, very very different content. Um, but it gets actually really good, like near the end of the Slave Saga, like and. When it deals with this escaped slave and what happened to him and like all these other things and the exact key point um where Thorisvin decides, Yeah, I'm not killing another person period. Um, is actually really great.
2: Yeah, but you can shut up now because I don't want you to ruin it for me. <laughs>
1: You won't read the manga.
2: I'm not going to read the manga, you piece of shit. I want to watch the anime.
1: <laughs> it's like the same thing.
2: I don't fucking care. I'm <laughs> uh, such a demonger.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, the manga is absolutely great. So I recommend anybody actually who likes that the series. The is
2: freaking amazing, period. Um, it's not debatable. I will fight you for it
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Um, And I do have to say, like... Because I remember a long time ago, you tried to compare it to Berserk. Well, you still do compare it to Berserk. Like I, I said,
2: that, I just feel... I'm not comparing it to Berserk. I just feel like Canute is the epitome of a guy you didn't expect to be the asshole he is.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the one thing. Canute does not look like... Um, uh, after that, like, that's the only season he looks fairly like <clears throat> the way he does. He looks a lot more like the real Canute in the where the manga picks up after the well you're going to see it at the beginning of the first uh, second season he Just looks like, up
2: dude he Come looks on, like the, i don't want to know anything about it man i want to be shocked you're gonna ruin it for me
1: well one thing i point out so people like a history, he is based off the real canoe so things he does and whatnot were actually real historical events so I, which is can't actually, have
2: you ruined in this ship <laughs> good
1: um like, so yeah beating so you
2: would be a better option.
1: <laughs> so anybody go check out the manga if you like the anime. It's
2: great. That's how much I love that show. Beating you with a <laughs> stick over the head <laughs> would be a better option than having you ruin it, the show for me. <laughs> uh, just speaking any... just speaking truth, my man
1: <laughs> uh, Anywho. Okay. So let's get into the first topic. So a new lens technology is primed to jumpstart the phone cameras. Uh, the cameras, yeah, yeah, megapixels. I'm talking about, like, basically it started off with two megapixels. Now we're at 108 megapixels on the Samsung S21 Ultra. Mine is two. Yeah, so so a new company called MetaLens will emerge from, what do you call it, from stealth mode today. <laughs> I guess they were kind of like in secret, is looking to disrupt smartphone cameras with a single flat lens systems that utilize the technology called optical metasurfaces. Mm-hmm. camera built around this new lens tech can produce an image of the same, if not better quality as traditional lenses, collect more light for brighter photos and can even enable new forms of sensing in phones, all while taking up less space which would be huge for phones and especially if they do it at a better price too um, especially with more light like for instance a lot of people wonder why iPhones take in so much better photos because their sensors are bigger they take in more light where the other phones don't allow as much space in the side of their phones
3: for the camera yeah Since like these lens, the iPhone, lens, the lenses on the the Note 20 here are just massive
1: yeah, which taking more light. Yeah, so yeah, uh,
3: yeah, which is what it all comes down to. If you
1: want an image, a good image, you need more light coming in. That you need your, you know what I mean. You take taking that center, to take in a whole lot more light, um, especially for low light situations. Which I'm guessing even with this, low light still not going to be a thing for uh, cell phones.
3: Well, even with even with regular cameras, low light is still a, a fight. You. Yeah, you still need like a really, really nice
1: like camera.
3: That's yeah. why whenever I tell people about you know that want to start making videos and stuff, light, 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 light. You want light? <laughs> Get a ring light or yeah. yeah, whatever. Like one of these days, I'm gonna Dude, buy another one of those ring man. lights. <laughs> you
2: sound like a like a pyrotechnic. Light, light, light. <laughs> no, fire, me. fire, <laughs> fire. I wanna burn some some stuff.
3: But, uh, yeah, because when you don't have the light, it's all grainy and crappy and looks like crap. So,
1: and well, the metal lens is instead of using a plastic and glass lens element stacked over an image sensor, a metal lens design uses a single lens built on a glass wafer that is between one and one to three and three millimeters in size. Um, and if you look at under, it, obviously underneath the spike result, the nanostructure measuring one thousandth of the width of a human hair, the nanostructure bends light rays in a way that corrects for many of the shortcomings of a single lens camera system. So they're doing this like with a wafer that's kind of smushed that allows the light to bounce inside those layers. And basically almost like, it's like the same as leaving, um, like your shutter open, letting it pull more light in for the same shot. Um, and obviously that's what people do a lot. They'll do a shutter, they'll slow down the shutter time. So the lens stays open for a longer period of time, allowing for a brighter shot. And that's actually how you get a lot of night shots a lot easier because you leave that exposure. You leave that, yeah, you leave that shutter open for a good like four seconds or three seconds. You're gonna get a way better shot as long as nothing moves.
3: Yeah, that's difficult, <laughs> I can tell you. As as Unless not you have like it. a button that's not connected to the camera. It's a pain in yeah. the ass.
1: Yeah. So, and that's how you get like a lot of like really good night shots. So this is going to allow a lot of that light to bounce in and like a lot easier to get grabbed by multiple layers and brighten up from what it sounds like while the technology works. So it could work. It could work well. It's not going to work great. It's not going to take no great night shots. I can tell you that, but it will work to capture more vibrant pictures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll see when it hits like
3: they might be able to make it because of this uh, better kind of zoom too. Like,
1: yeah, possibly if they're taking in that kind of light, they might be able to actually dense it up a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. This thing, the next thing's kind of creepy. So Epic's new metahuman tool lets you craft realistic faces inside a browser. Epic Games is Brow- announced browser. Wow. Epic Games has announced a new browser-based software tool powered by Unreal Engine called the MetaHuman Creator that can craft highly realistic human faces and help power more realistic body movements and facial animations. Epic provided a sneak peek at the platform today and a YouTube video showing off the examples of the creation of MetaHuman Creator. And MetaHuman appears to be the term the company is using describing the brand of Virtual non-real individuals. Epic says the metahuman creator can be used in conjunction with modern motion capture and animation technology techniques for creating lifelike movements and human interaction scenes built for video games and film or TV or other formats. So that I can definitely see YouTube creators using this.
0: Are
1: yeah. going to be using this, like obviously to.
2: Don't call them creators. I hate that shit.
3: Hey, I'm a damn creator fuck
2: off we don't create i want to see
3: somebody i I just we do just give him an angry really angry face and just make him like just start going off (laughs) you son of a blankety blink it's just that's insane like i wonder you said it's browser based yeah you can be they it's not out yet it's not released or anything
1: um but obviously it's using unreal engine
3: 5 wow so is Unreal, is five even out yet? Um,
1: That's what PS5 games are being, well, some PS5 games are being made on. And so the same Xbox
3: yeah.
1: Series X games are being made on as well. Wow. Uh, Unreal Engine 5. So, and that's what the demo for when we first saw the PS5 was Unreal Engine 5. So. Yeah, from the little bit we've seen from Unreal Engine 5, like obviously only devs have access to it. So it's pretty incredible what Unreal Engine 5 can do. So it's going to be a pretty big jump for creators, for upcoming creators that don't have, I guess you should say creators that don't, or devs that don't have the time or studio to make their own engine. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be super useful for them. Or obviously people making videos and stuff like that. or small vignette movies or whatever, I'm sure they're gonna find this kind of thing like this 3D crater like fairly useful. I
3: wonder how hard
1: it will be be to use.
3: Um, I'm sure there's levels of
1: tracking or something. I'm sure there's gonna be levels of difficulty easily. Mm-hmm. Um like obviously if you want something super basic but if you want something super detailed that's going to look fairly realistic, it's gonna take some work. Just oh a well, here's a thing.
3: I'm looking at a little gif of uh, like yeah, how it's worked. You literally could like, yeah, it's like a character creator. Yeah, it is. For like but the, as far like, as I'm guessing,
1: for the movement and stuff like that, like it's supposed to work with motion capture. So I'm guessing you can use it, hence with like probably a green screen over somebody mm-hmm. to capture like the movement and stuff. But how well that works will probably depend on your lighting and everything else.
3: Yeah,
1: and how much your camera's depth can capture everything else. So it's, there's a lot more work into it and there's probably tweaks you can make after the fact after you do the capture
0: mm-hmm.
3: so it's wow it it just looks so real it does look real. yeah we said final fantasy the spirits within looked real <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah that looks like a freaking ps2 game now yeah Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like,
2: uh, I remember when I first saw that called, Dude, that movie should have been called Final Fantasy The Shit Within <laughs> That was really fucking bad <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not trying to be a dick because I love Final Fantasy movies That shit was Horrible
3: <laughs> It was like one of the first
2: it, Well, it wasn't a Final Fantasy movie For starters Yeah, it was... Like, I'm sorry people But
3: I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> That's how forgettable it was.
2: Something about spirits.
1: Well, it's like they tried and to them t-
2: being within. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, it's like they tried to take the idea from Final Fantasy VII, um, and merge it into something really strange.
2: Dude, all they had to do was just do a movie about a hero fighting with a group of people. Like yeah. they did it with that uh Dragon Quest my story.
3: Yeah. They
2: also had that that what that
3: that Final Fantasy Seven what after something or whatever? Uh, event Children,
1: which was actually That's the Event Children. Seven. Yeah, but it was just an uh, it was years later after and it kind of ended the story for Final Fantasy Seven. But it was
2: cool. It was it was really cool. good. Yeah, it was really yeah.
3: good. I saw that.
1: Yeah, that was actually really good. Um no, that's all they had to do. Or hell, I would love a freaking movie based on Final Fantasy Six. Holy shit!
2: You couldn't do, but that's the thing—you couldn't do a movie about any of these. You'd well, you need a TV a series. series.
3: Yeah, you need to do you a TV series. Have to do a series. Yeah. What I keep seeing is, uh, speaking of series, that a lot of like there was a poll, and a lot of people are saying that the Legend of Zelda would be a hard thing to make in in live action.
2: No. I've no it wouldn't before it wouldn't, it, be wouldn't tra- it says
3: it wouldn't translate well I'm like no what? You
2: just, all you have to do is understand that you have to cut out like the wonky whimsical some most of the whimsical shit. It wouldn't mm. be that hard. A basic story about a, a a young man say 13, 14 years old wait just do the, the story of Ocarina of time he's 13, 14 years old. He goes into to ca- the castle for a reason. He's going there for his first day. He wants to be a soldier or whatever. Ganon attacks the castle. He ends up escaping. Finds a, uh, finds his way to like the temple or whatever. Ends up traveling through time. And then he fights fucking Ganon's army. It's not hard to do. It's just lazy that people think you can't do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not hard to do at all.
1: Yeah, they can do any of the Legend of Zelda as long as they did it right. I mean, that's all they had to do.
2: I mean, I know saying, well, just as long as they do it right is stupid because you're like, what do you mean do it right? I just mean like, I don't see how hard it could be to tell a story of a young man who's at the castle when the castle was attacked by Ganon and his army, and the kingdom falls, and he's the only one that, like, left. So he out to to kill Ganon. How hard is that to tell a story around?
1: Well, that's pretty much the Breath of the Wild story, but that's the (laughs) type Um up? He dies, but yeah, no. Okay. But th- that's another thing too. Like I don't know if you saw that, Graham. I sent you, th- th- dude.
2: There you go. You just gave the perfect storyline. Okay. What simple story? First episode starts where Link is already the qu- the princess's bodyguard. Yeah. They're 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 giving like very slight and not. Not a lot of detail about what's going on, but you know you're following her and she's going to these shrines to pray for for whatever because they know that a calamity's coming. A- episode forget that. The first season is all that. The end of the well, first season has They don't Ganon, know a
1: calamity's coming, they just know that the agent yeah, evil could yeah. return at any so moment. The
2: whole first season is them traveling around and meeting these people that, that control the big creatures and fighting goblins or whatever. They can write a story around that. End of the first season is Ganon attacking. Almost killing Link, and then it ends. And the start of the second season is him waking up alone in that, that temple,
1: yeah, and running well, into
2: her father. And there you go. I don't well, know would, how you can't write something out of that.
1: No, and that would be an awesome ending to a season because they could have it like just like the calamity happened, They could have all the technology turn on them and start firing at them. Yeah, I don't see the how town. you
2: can't. It would be awesome. That. <laughs> like they're like it doesn't translate. Fuck you, it doesn't translate. Do it would be awesome. rendered or animated if it doesn't yeah. translate.
1: No, they could do it. with The special effects now are just so great. They could easily do it.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a stupid argument because that what they're basically saying is we haven't given anybody a chance to try.
1: Yeah. And did you see the thing I sent you? Uh, I sent you a thing with our interview with Brandon Sanderson about Wheel of Time TV series.
2: Yeah. It was alright. Yeah. It wasn't too, like...
1: He revealed some things about like the multiple endings and stuff that could have been with the books that was in, uh, Robert Jordan's notes, which is kind of neat. So, yeah. Anyway, so this next thing is actually fairly revolutionary. I didn't, I found it, I threw it in there because I was like, well, people that build PCs might find this actually fairly useful because, um, anybody who has, has ran into this problem. I know I've done this once or twice. Um, so M.2 drives have a tiny little screw. Little, little tiny screw. It's super tiny. Um, and I know I've dropped them a few times and they just go get try to find where the fuck they went. <laughs> um, and I think I use a different on whole nother screw, like a hard drive screw or something like that. That somewhat worked. <laughs> um, but this is actually fairly useful. A latch, just turn it, locks it in, Done. Like, why didn't we do this from the beginning? Why, did, did, it take Asus to- why did it take ASUS to figure this out? <laughs> why did they have a screw <laughs> to Those begin with?
2: Geniuses, dude. Don't you know that?
1: Why did it take, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Power to the core,
3: ASUS. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it's fairly obviously now that they've done it, everybody's going to do it. Yeah. It'll be the standard for M.2 drives now. Mm hmm. <laughs> which will be very nice no more lost screws <laughs> now they just gotta make these like so you can buy them and attach them to m.2 slots <laughs> So on other on motherboards that don't have it then it'll be revolutionary
3: okay the, the, wait one worse the, thing is tiny header cables you know, the ones uh-huh. that seem, uh, this is another thing they have, you know, the ones that seem to enjoy being yes. guillotined by the graphics cards that are in a plain slot, a pain C2 slot, if you have big hands, ASUS has something for that. It's called the Q connector. Oh, uh, I've seen that. Yeah. It's yeah, a little yeah, brick yeah. that you plug them all into. Yeah. 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 That's and then weird. that just slides right on top of them. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: you can. Yeah. You can <laughs> do that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can do it. I mean, you don't even have to plug in all those in. Like, like I don't plug all those in. Like, like I, I didn't plug on the server that's running my Plex server. I didn't plug any of those in. I made my own switch and just wired it straight to the motherboard.
3: So. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. grounded. Well, yeah, of course it's grounded. Do you still have to turn it on with a screwdriver? No. Oh, okay. I do that when i'm testing systems oh yeah i know that i think you had one that you literally turned on with a screwdriver for a while
1: oh i did actually <laughs> i did well for the first few weeks i I made that server because i didn't have the button on there yet because the button didn't come in mm-hmm. but yeah no all you really need is your power you don't need an h hard drive light you don't need a reset you don't need a yep yeah, it doesn't need any of that really that's not not needed I mean, they're nice, but they're not really useful. You need a light blinking showing your hard drive's working. If your hard drive's not working, you're to know it. <laughs> Come on now. Oh well, that's what it is. Um. So, okay, labs takes on Blue Yeti with a cheap microphone for gaming and streaming. So, headphone maker JLab has launched its first USB microphone series, with mics aiming to offer an affordable and easy to use route for streamers and podcast recordings um so the range starts at forty nine dollars and will go to ninety nine dollars uh and do about hundred and forty nine dollars I don't see how they're taking on blue yeti with those kind of like i didn't understand the forty nine dollars but yeti start a hundred and top off at like four hundred so well, you the, can get it uh, you can get a the, the one the, ex-
3: the expensive one it basically it's like yours except it also has a uh xLr input
1: well, yeah, but that's whole, that If you're gonna go that route, you're gonna get a. You're willing. You're gonna be spending money on an interface and everything else. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, but I'm saying with for USB, um, their prices ain't much different than Yeti for USB. So I understand besides the forty nine dollars ones. Hmm. Um, but doesn't Yeti make the blue snowball? Yeah, that's like fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know okay. how to. Uh, yeah, but I, that's what I'm get. How are they going? It seems like
3: they're just matching what Yeti already does. The most expensive Yeti is the Yeti Pro for 250 and that's the one I believe with the XLR. But well, oh, yeah, but I'm talking about yes, straight it's USB. it's got a, yeah, it's got a I think it does both. Yeah, it does both. It has a USB or an XLR. Oh, you that's e- you could do either or yeah. Um and it's just other than that it's just like yours. It's got all the knobs and stuff. And then for 199 they have the uh where is it? I didn't go back, you stupid freaking website. Uh what the hell is this? This is not what I clicked on. They have the Yeti X. It's one hundred sixty nine. That's like the, the it's like mixed between a nano and the uh the the uh, regular Yeti.
1: Yeah, and that seems like it's because I know I know what that one is. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's close to the same thing as this one forty nine one.
3: I've actually which, seen these at Best F- Buy already.
1: Which, which is one ninety two kilohertz, which is what that one is. I mean, this is what mine is too. Mm-hmm. One ninety two kilohertz, like, um, I mean, it's about the equivalent. I would say. Yeah, I mean, their their fifty dollar one might be better than the snowball. It might be a better option than the snowball, but. Maybe. <laughs> well, they got this
3: forty-dollar one too. A four, I didn't see the forty-dollar one. That might be the oh, that it's on sale. It's on sale at Best Buy for thirty-nine ninety-nine right now. Oh, so that might be a better option than the blue snowball. Yeah, thing. It's called the talk and go. Then they have the talk yeah. professional, which is one ninety-nine. That's the middle one, or the the one yeah, on the right. The one on the right. Yeah. And yeah, that, that one has four different ways. It's got uh, the direction all the directions like your mic has. So that's yeah, has competing like with three,
1: that. yeah mine has three mics built into it. Yeah. So.
3: It does come with a funky stand. And then uh the one forty nine one is a talk pro professional. Hmm. And it looks like it's got a, a touch slider on it.
1: It does. It does look. It does yeah,
3: better. or at least it looks. It has uh, LEDs in it that shows. Well, that it lights up or something. Yeah. yeah. I hate those weird tripod little things. Those those mounts suck. <laughs> uh, like, that's it... yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as the one that you had for that microphone that you had over here. Oh my god. Oh I yeah. Didn't that take that was, thing that apart was, and yeah. fix it so many times.
1: That thing is <laughs> crap. But I like Yeti's nice, sturdy. Like this thing's heavy.
3: Oh yeah. Like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just prefer, like, a, a a boom, because depending on what you're using it on, like, when we're on the table, that's fine. But when when you're trying to game, having the microphone in front of you is a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I tend to play with the keyboard a little bit closer to me. I don't, like, reach out for it. Well, yeah, no, no. But, yeah, I saw these mics at Best Buy a few, like, a month ago. So they must have. I don't. I don't know if they had them or it was. It was because I was looking at the the display, but mm. they are available. This says available tomorrow at Waterford.
1: Yeah, might be a decent. reveal they got. Up, they got. It.
3: It's got a high review. Four point three
1: yeah. stars. I'm, yeah, I mean they have a decent rate. I mean they're sure they're decent mics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying that the price range is about the same as. Yeah, like the HyperX good.
3: one is got five More. stars. That's uh one thirty nine. Oh, it's one thirty nine, yeah. And it, it lights up red because it's hyper Yeah, well, no, it's hyper X. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it could be if you need a good microphone and don't want to bother with the, and so everybody knows you're never going to get a fairly decent mic out of your headset. It's not gonna happen.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just too um, small. Almost, <laughs> unless you unless you buy an XLR headset, which they're Okay, well that's different. They're, they're <laughs> but, expensive. They're like a hundred. No, well, they can be like two hundred. I was gonna buy one, but the problem is, I was gonna get a uh, Audio Technica. Uh, but the oh, problem yeah. is, the mic was fantastic. It was amazing, but the headphones were really. It was like really flimsy. They were like uh the the M twenty headphones with with a great mic. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping for the 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 headphones to be sturdy like these, these Beyer uh. Dynamics. Because it was like, I was, I don't know, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, man, I really wanted them. But I didn't want them to break. Yeah. So, I'm still looking for a good pair of XLR headphones. <laughs> well, hey. I don't know if they exist.
1: Okay. Let's get into Starlink. And there's actually been, so, Starlink has started its pre-order uh, for the pre-orders, yeah. So it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Hardware, $50 shipping, handling is an eight to $99 for monthly service plus tax. All right. So that isn't that bad. Uh, overall, the overall cost is $500 for the starter kit. Um, and the great thing like about, obviously you get like the, the little satellite thing for $500, the cables, the stand, the receiver on uh, the switcher. Yeah. Wow. You get all that. dollars um, or five or $500. Um, and so far, like, if this is working, like, from what I've seen, like, this is going to be revolutionary for areas of our country that have, like, pretty much no internet or just, like, dial up pretty much.
3: What are the speeds this is going to give? Um, because we already have satellite internet, and it sucks. Yeah, so the best satellite internet that we have in those areas
1: is three, uh, three megabits down and up or <sighs> less than, yeah. It's horrible. Oh, wow. Um that's what
3: so, uh oh what the hell is it called? It's like It's Direct TV's one. Yeah, yeah. Where um
1: this one is actually from 50 megabits to Hughes, 150 it's megabits. HughesNet,
3: HughesNet. HughesNet.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't know if that exists. So
1: anymore. So this is going from 50 megabits second to 150 megabits second which if you're only getting three and you get this for probably cheaper than what you're paying that service for that dsl whatever you're paying a dsl or dial-up service wherever you got that from you're probably paying more than that for that um uh and this is gonna be I mean just revolute for a hundred dollars a month and you're getting like 50 to 150 and you getting no internet to begin with and you're finally getting internet like holy yeah. crap yeah. this is going to change your life This is going to be like the equivalent of like, I remember when I first got broadband. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is going to be for these people that don't have internet. That's the life changing ability that this is going to give.
3: (laughs) They're going to be like, Holy crap. It's always online. I don't have to listen to a router anymore. What is this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it automatically, the satellite automatically locates the closest satellite and, triangle links with it and stuff and automatically does that by itself um you don't have to do any of that you don't have to try to position it ha- or have someone come out to your house and position your satellite to line it up with their satellite the thing does it all automatically they can see the satellites so and they're going to be launching i guess a whole bunch more of the Starlinks actually fairly soon so and the pings aren't that bad for um satellite internet 20 to 40 uh, milliseconds which is really good for actually satellite internet
3: yeah HughesNet is up to 25 megabits
1: yeah that's probably like absolutely the most perfect conditions you can find
3: yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find what the prices are right now so uh <clears throat>
1: but i think easily this could easily we're talking But you know like elon musk also he wants to it's not just like oh, north america sorry. like Here
2: we go with the fellatiating of elon <laughs>
1: it's, it's not just like like oh, the shit. horrible areas of north america well of just america in general like the united states where we have no internet his idea is obviously bringing it to the rest of the world is to bring internet everywhere all the isolated areas around the planet that don't have internet this is going to provide internet for them and at a decent rate,
3: too, um, which be pretty awesome. So, so uh, HughesNet, 10 gigabits, $50 a month, 20 gigabits, 60, 30, 89, and 50, 139. And that's on sale. It's usually 149 a month. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, this is
1: only $500 starter kit. You get the satellite, everything, and then $100 a month.
3: Oh, you have to lease the the thing. Yeah. There's a lease setup fee, instant savings of hundred dollars, so you basically get the installation free. And the monthly oh. fee of fifteen dollars, but save five dollars. So it's ten dollars a month lease. And then you have to pur- <laughs> or you purchase all the equipment for three hundred fifty dollars. Which is usually four forty nine. So Yeah. That sucks. Starlink. It just sucks. And yeah. altogether satellite internet yeah yes the Starlink could be a good thing for areas that don't get their internet but well for the world we're just thinking of like oh
0: yeah
1: yeah. there's so many areas on our planet Mm -hmm. that don't properly have internet and this is going to change that completely like you'll be able to get internet probably in the middle of the freaking arctic now (laughs) like (laughs) it's going to be cuz they're launching so many it's like 70 something satellites a fucking month or something i forget what it is it's a lot yeah they got a lot they're of launching science they're science. launching a lot of satellites like they are going to encompass the globe this thing because obviously they want to make it so you're getting internet all the time like no downtime no oh satellite's not in range or not in whatever no <laughs> it's going to there's always going to be a satellite for you to get internet Mm -hmm. so this could actually be revolutionary for our planet once it finally starts branching out and obviously it's only in pre-order right now and the reason why that's because they don't have the infrastructure up in space right now in our orbits with all the satellites ready they only have a portion of them so a matter of time okay so, who here else is excited for the Snyder Cut of Justice
3: League? I'm interested.
2: I'm extremely excited, because I am one of those people who firmly believe that the movie was butchered because of the media. Running it, you know, constantly telling everybody that DC movies are too dark. So he mm. had to try and clean it. They Like, they told him to clean it up. He wouldn't do it. They brought in someone else to clean it up, and then you got... Well, I'm terrible, Josh Whedon bullshit.
1: Well, no, no, Josh Whedon only because obviously I don't know if you know how the stock higher. He had actually a family emergency. He actually had to take leave for. Yes,
2: I'm. I know, but I also feel like along with the family emergency, I feel like they butchered his movie because of the complaining people have with like These oh. movies are too dark.
1: Well, that's and why I like
2: a, a no talent hat to then cover the movie and. Well, Josh, it's, Josh, sure. it's
1: not so much that It's like, because I like Josh Whedon's work um, no, but... Josh
2: Whedon's work is fucking terrible
0: <laughs>
2: no. I'm sorry, no He literally doesn't understand comic books I like, like you can Well, like no, that, yeah, you're right. No, you're, right. you're right You can like the adventure movies he directed But you also, like I said A hundred times, they have that Rock'em sock'em robot problem Yes All the fight scenes mean nothing And no one ever gets injured Except for, in a, like, a rare case They just beat each other around. There's no real damage ever. Then you look at like fucking Snyder movies or like the DC movies and they're dark as hell.
1: Yeah. No, you're right.
2: It's just bad.
1: No, you're right. He has no business touching a Marvel, like a a comic.
2: Comics in general. I I don't think, I think reading's overrated very badly. Because um, people grew up on his shitty television shows,
1: <laughs> um, like I really like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and obviously Firefly. Like I said, shitty was really good. Firefly was amazing.
2: No, Firefly was good, but that's like one like a shot in a pan kind of thing.
3: <laughs> actually I actually mean? might be right, watching Serenity tonight with Manny.
2: Like one of them, I see him all the time when I go to Walmart and late to shop. Mm-hmm. But um, the night like. He got he got that right. Congratulations. He came up with a good idea, but his writing wasn't quite good enough. Like, his world was excellent, but the writing wasn't great, so the, the show never took off like it should have. Hmm. But when it comes to, in general, he's just bad 90% of the time. His, his, everything he does is just bad. Buffy was a terrible show. People pretending to like Buffy are, like, the most beta of beta people I've ever known.
1: Hey, <laughs> Buffy's I'm was sorry,
2: good. Nate. Buffy is a terrible <laughs> show. A <freaking laughs> terrible show. You could just admit that the reason why you liked it was because there were two gorgeous chicks on it.
1: No, that's, that's not why.
2: That's fine. It's okay.
1: That's not it's okay why. To
2: go to be like that. Oh, but that show was terrible.
3: <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I, I watched it. But yeah, so like I said, Sarah Michelle Gellar was gorgeous.
2: And I say two because I'm I'm not including that ugly redhead. I'm talking about the other chick they had. The best character. What Allison Hannigan? Oh, you just the best character. character Don't you? The whole show was (laughs) terrible. Her character was even worse. Uh... We want to make we want her to be like cool. So (laughs) so how about we just make her into a witch, but also strong feminist show. So her so the guy has to always be a wandering bumbling retard at all times. Mm And can never be cool or tough ever. Matter of fact, every guy's kind of a wuss. They introduce Spike. Guess what? He's a piece of crap and a pussy. He <laughs> she has a girlfriend. Her girl, his boy, her boyfriend Angel. Guess what? Angel's a pussy too. <laughs> boyfriend Everybody's Angel, weak except for hey, except hey, for her.
1: hey, Giles. Giles a badass.
2: Wait, what's in Repo the
1: Genetic teacher? Opera? No, he's the <laughs> he's one of the like the main watcher. Yeah, he's he's a, a librarian. Great. Well, he's a oh. watcher.
2: Yeah, because he's the old man. You can't, the old, old wise man. He taught her everything she knows. Yeah. Okay. He still doesn't go out beating anybody's asses.
0: <laughs>
2: like, I'm sorry, dude. That show was bad, bad. And you just like it because it was something you watched when you were a kid. I understand because there are shows I liked when I was a kid. Buffy the oh. Vampire Slayer was terrible. Anya.
1: So, bringing this topic back to why we're talking about the Snyder cut, is because it's now confirmed Jared Leto's Joker will be in the Snyder cut. Which is interesting. I'm not sure where he fits in, but he's in there.
3: Well, this way, like you said, it's like a whole different movie. It is a whole different movie. Like the Dude, small, he, the
2: small he show and everything. fits in because he was probably just a... Like, Snyder, unlike Whedon, Snyder's an actual writer. And what he was doing was trying to build a universe while at the same time getting pushed back by all the DC uh, execs that was screwing him constantly. So I would guess that he probably planned on having his own Batman Joker movie after this and whatever's in the movie is a build to that. Yeah. No, well
1: no, this is going to be supposedly it's a nightmare scene. what I'm talking about next, it's supposedly a nightmare scene. That's going to have Joker. in it. Yes.
2: A nightmare scene. But my point being is that he probably wanted it in the movie because he expected to, after this movie, to do another movie in the universe and was probably going to focus Batman on that.
1: Yes. Yeah, That's no, true. Point.
2: Like, and he so- probably had a plan, and because they screwed with his shit, they screwed with every one of his movies. Like, And also, again, because I have to shit on the media every podcast because I'm tired of this shit. Who hmm. is the retard that tried to tell me that Man of Steel was a bad movie? Man of Steel is excellent, you fake-ass fanboys.
1: The one with, um... Was it Kurt Russell? What? Not Kurt Russell. No, Man of
2: Steel. The one with fucking Kevin Costner plays his father. The one where he fights Zod at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that one was really good.
1: Yeah, that one was really good.
2: People are like, well, Superman wouldn't fight him in the city. He'd just take him away. Yeah, you retard. In a badly written comic, he would just force him away. But in a comic that's trying to be grounded in some sort of reality... The bad guy wouldn't fucking follow him. If no. he left, he would just start destroying the city. Yes. The villain does not act like a comic book villain. He was forced to fight him in the city to minimize the damage he would do. Yes, exactly. But people, ugh, he wouldn't kill him either. He was forced. I, I swear to God, of all the comic book shit, that, it's that stuff that pisses me off the most about these movies. Well, because the thing they is- like that... They I don't let get that how... shit slide in, in in Marvel comics all the time. Utter stupidity.
1: Well, I don't get how adults that read comics can stomach that kind of stupid narratives, though. Like, doesn't fly.
2: Explain, explain this to me. Explain how the Avengers are heroes that wouldn't kill um ordinary life indiscriminately. <laughs> And yet nobody got on their case when the end of their first movie involved them fighting to the death in the middle of a city in front of civilians everywhere. They could have just dragged them out of the city. (laughs) Like, it's utter stupid. It's the dumbest argument. And I figured out why. It's because at the time, Marvel Comics, for for the past 10, 20 years, Marvel Comics has been much bigger than DC. And the the arguments you got from media people, from reviewers, on like – Rotten Tomato and from people on Twitter, those arguments came from sad, pathetic Marvel fanboys who didn't give the movies chances a chance. Like Aquaman is one of the best uh like uh hero movies they that's been done. That movie is extremely entertaining, mm. and I see people shitting on that movie. I'm like, mm. like DC movies got a bad rap every time they came out. Yeah, people telling me fucking Justice League bombed. It made over a billion dollars. How did it? Just,
1: bomb? Justice League was fairly decent. Um, how
2: did it bomb? That's what I want to know. D- how did it bomb? Everybody told me it bombed. I'm positive it made money because it made over a billion dollars, and there's no way they spent a billion dollars on marketing for that goddamn movie.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed actually
1: because Justice Avengers League. I was,
3: made more. Yeah, <laughs> because
1: like, like I enjoyed Justice League more than uh, Endgame. Um, in general, like. Only parts I didn't like was no, like no, the... yeah.
2: Endgame was terrible. Yeah, the only good part of Endgame was the first movie, which was um, Infinity War. They did that right. Thanos looked like a badass. He kicked everyone's ass. They did that right.
1: Yeah, there was consequences to their actions. Um, where Endgame it was like okay. yeah, everybody gets off scot-free. Here it's You
2: go. Okay. D- this proves my point. I-, I typed in um, Justice League gross and the first thing justice League justice league is a bomb at the box office justice league bomb the top article justice league grossed 229 million dollars small print in united states 493 <laughs> million in other territories and 673 million in the chinese territory with oh, a budget wow. of million. so how the fuck did it bomb it didn't bomb it grossed over a billion fucking dollars the only reason why they're saying it bombed is because it didn't do as well in america so fucking what <laughs> that's like saying ja- um dragon ball z is not that popular because in america a million people watch an episode when it comes out and 10 million watch it in japan
0: hmm. no i know
2: like it, it's um, delusional stupid shit and it, I'm not going to defend DC because they don't handle any of this shit well. Like, they, they're terrible. How, how do they have the best TV show ever made when it comes to DC Comics and cancel it before the first fucking episode? Which is um, Swamp Thing. Go watch that show. If you don't like Swamp Thing, you won't enjoy it. But if you go watch the show, it is so accurate to Swamp Thing. That it's literally the best adaptation of a comic book ever made because it's literally exactly what Swamp Thing should be. Hmm. Cancelled it the day before it freaking premiered.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, so back on this topic here with this the Snyder Cut, um, they're obviously they're also supposed to give more clues to obviously Joker being the one who killed Robin. Well,
2: see. Which they didn't so, do at all. In the I'm one. gonna see so that's the thing. I'm gonna enjoy the Snyder cut, but I'm gonna pretend that it's not in canon anymore, because my mind is set that the canon now is mm. the Titans TV show, because that show has been very good, and they're doing all the stuff with Batman, Robin, and all that shit like I st- that.
3: I started a continuing season two a couple of weeks ago,
2: so uh, that's my can- headspace canon right now.
3: Hmm. I just couldn't get back into that other one that they got.
2: Um, Doom Patrol. Yeah, my problem with Doom Patrol is the second um the second season was good, but that little girl just annoys the living hell out of me. I don't know that who the little girl is. Absolutely annoys the hell out of me. But in general, all these comic book shows. What the f- like DC?
3: They're making DC a, a Super right. Pets movie, really. They're making a what? DC Super Pets movie. Oh. Like so.
2: the DC, DC's got it right as as in they understand that the show like if you're gonna make a superhero show for some reason people are in a delusion that superhero means for kids not understanding that superhero doesn't necessarily mean for kids sure it can be somewhat kid friendly but there are gonna be points just like in a Dragon Ball Z when the stakes are so high that it's not necessarily kid friendly. There's going yeah, to be points exactly. where Batman comes up against Joker and people might die. Like, he's not, the Joker's not a villain if he shows up and gives out hugs to everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, there has to be consequences for their actions or else it doesn't feel like, for instance, like why people like watching The Walking Dead at its height and why people like watching Game of Thrones is because potentially one of your main characters you like could die that episode and it's re- it could happen. A character could be killed off without any question because the bad guy is actually out for blood and he actually has a reason. It's not just, I'm a bad guy. I'm just doing it because I'm bad.
2: Well, it's not just, that's the thing. It's not just the whole, someone can die. It's just the stakes have to go up. They're, yeah, if you're gonna If you're doing a story about villains, there's got to be a point where one of the villains hmm. things are on the line and people can get hurt. That's just the way it is. And you never feel that in f- in those fucking de- in those Marvel comics. The only time I felt any kind of drama was when he snapped his fingers and Spider Man was begging that not to die. I was like, okay, that's that's some gripping shit. Begging him, he's begging him not to die. He's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Please, like that's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. But then then when the next thing came along, and I was like, no, this is like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Let's bring in people. I don't care if it sounds mean, but you, dr- you brought in a bunch of chicks who have never used the equipment that they had that they were given to them, and all of a sudden they're pros. Why is freaking Iron Man's wife controlling an Iron Woman suit when she's never modeled one before? <laughs> it's not Ooh. like she would understand. Well, Iron Man it. like 3,
3: should... Iron Man 3, just. Well, like, she did that in the movie, too. She did it. She, no, she wore the suit in Iron Man 3.
2: Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like Iron Man three and up, she's never trained in this shit. Yeah, and you could fix, you could literally fix the problem by just dropping subtle lines about her training. Like at the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the, of the End Game series, the two movies, they're having like this banter in the park before the battle in the park begins.
0: Uh-huh.
2: A simple line of him going, "You know, you're getting much better in that suit," would be enough to make that part at the end make sense.
1: Uh-huh. Well,
2: well, but no, they but they literally don't do it.
1: Yeah, but that's not the worst part about that. That is an epic battle of hundreds of superheroes, and one dies. One dies.
2: Yeah, you know what? No, because they no. didn't, give, they didn't <laughs> give Thanos any fucking people to fight with him.
1: His, his,
2: <laughs> his people were just army, and of course, the biggest problem with that movie was the the army in general. I didn't like how at the end you fought he they fought another army. That movie literally should have ended with Thanos fighting all of them. And beating the fuck out of every one of them, but every one of like they're slowly whittling and whittling him down until it gets to the point where like him, Cap, and like Thor are barely standing and they're fucking annihilating each other. Yeah, and one of them dies and the other one finishes off Thanos. Like it should have been a like you watch Dragon Ball Z. You remember the, the 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 first the end of the first season how it was like Goku versus Vegeta and they went at it till Goku was almost completely dead. And Vegeta was almost dead. Then his son shows up, and his son helps helps fight Vegeta, and they go at it till his son is just about dead. And finally, at all the shit, Vegeta, who is way stronger than both of them, cannot fight any longer, and they finally finish him. Yeah, That's literally, what they should have done with Thanos—he should have been running through people until there was nothing left. But the writers don't know the people that sat there don't know anything about comics there was one person who did and a whole committee of people that wanted to get their own agenda and bullshit into the thing it's that simple
1: yeah it's just well the thing for me it's just not relatable it doesn't feel like it's just not relatable at all it just seems fake there's no immersion it's just like you can't get immersed in the story yeah it's It's like
2: captain america gets punched through three buildings and dust falls out of his hair
1: yeah what (laughs) what (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: like, i'm sorry but he, i know he's captain america but thanos throws him through three buildings he should have a fucking goddamn cut in his face he should be pretty messed up
1: yeah he should be walking walking away like limping like yeah holy shit no,
2: the only person walking away limping is don cheadle as war machine also known as the worst character they could have ever done for a goddamn movie and I say that because War Machine is pretty awesome in the actual comics, and he was a side thought in these movies. They gave, they gave um, Tony Stark's wife more airtime, who I believe doesn't even exist in the comics anymore.
1: Oh wow, well. I don't I'm, know. I don't... I'm not
2: positive, but I'm pretty sure it's Tony Stark's girl is like cut because there's a whole arc where he goes becomes like a, a raging alcoholic and shit.
1: Oh jeez. <laughs> No, but like you need like for instance like there's a reason like why a good tragedy does so well for a story like and usually they're some of the best sellers of stories and uh, about uh, books and whatnot and some of the best epic fantasy like imagine like and this is a spoiler for so anybody who's listening right now who hasn't read The Wheel of Time or is looking to read The Wheel of Time at some point in the future this is a spoiler you can click off if you want it's near the end of the podcast so um, but if imagine grim. At the end of Wheel of Time, if like they all lived,
2: yeah, th- what, do if, <laughs> what do you mean? If that's the one thing that's probably going to happen,
1: well, no, but I mean, like, if it was like you mean,
2: no, what I mean is that's the one thing they're probably going to rewrite is certain characters are not going to die because of PC culture.
1: I don't think so, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think I so. truly
2: hope that's not the case, but I don't think so. But you're right, right like, they 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 spent eight, what was it, 12, 13 books. Building this to a crescendo for this big thing called Tom and Gaten, which is the epic battle, the last battle, the, yeah. the last battle yeah. <laughs> to, just, to decide everything. Yeah, and if they got there, nobody took any. De- like, think about this: you watched all the Iron Man movies, other than Don Cheadle, the no care the nobody character. Do you remember any of those characters in all of those Marvel movies that have a permanent scar of any kind? Scar. Like a permanent damage Like Iron Man doesn't have permanent damage Except for the Iron Man thing from the beginning Captain America doesn't Nobody has any permanent damage Every time a new movie, a new movie comes out The only damage you have
3: I would say The Hulk, he's always got damage
2: Yeah, but the, I'm talking about the Yeah, that's the mental damage I just said anything permanent is the mental damage and Oh, the,
3: you mean physical damage
2: it's Yes just a, Actual damage that says they've been through some shit in mm. combat in the Wheel of Time, Matt loses his goddamn eye; has it ripped out yeah, by well, hand.
1: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Too.
2: Okay, and they don't just—he doesn't just go back to normal. He has it; he has his face covered for the rest of the fucking show because yeah. he had his eye ripped out.
3: Well, yeah, by yeah like hand. Thor, Thor lost an eye, but he had got it back halfway through the movie.
2: The um, Rand at the end of the first book gets a wound that festers throughout the rest of the series and the evil in it, it starts turning him evil himself and is basically killing him and it's rotting. So you always see it. Like they describe it all the time. Like this stuff helps you get drawn in. They didn't, they should have had shit like that. Like captain America should have had a fucking face scar, like a burn across his face. That just never healed from one of these fights in one of these movies. But because our actors and our writers are so pompous asshole, I'm sure someone would have sat down and said, we want to give a scar to your face, Mr. Stark. Yeah, but then they can't see my face. Stark would
3: have made sense, but I don't know if, like, Captain America, does he have a healing factor
2: or anything? He does, but here's the thing. You could add weight to those movies. Like, you could add weight to Endgame if at the end of um, Infinity War, Thanos fucked him up so bad That it was permanent Mm -hmm. Yeah how hard is it to make it Then you go oh shit Captain America can't be injured by anybody And now he's got this gash that won't Heal on his face because of Thor Because of you go dude There's got this
3: chunk out of his Face or something yeah that guy's
2: really Tough if he could do that to Captain America
1: Yeah and it's just not relatable Like when people go through things in their life Their battle scars mentally or physically From that that actually happens. It's it's not relatable if it doesn't happen. I don't care they're superheroes. They still need to be suffer the consequences of going through something.
2: Yeah, it's just like I said, rock'em sock'em robots. And
1: yeah. Again, exactly. People,
2: people get on the 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 case of the the DC movies, but the DC movies because of the darkness feel more real.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why DC in general, I think, is a little better. But that's it's,
2: it's it's the main reason why anime itself is not like is so much better than American cartoons. I still
3: yes, want to better after like Batman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, oh. The scars Cap uh, Batman has is insane. Anyway, we're done. I'm out of
1: time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we've reached the end of the Talking Gaming Tech podcast. We will be back hopefully next Wednesday, five six o'clock. <laughs> so I almost said five. I be five. <laughs> we'll six o'clock. At one
2: goddamn point. <laughs> at six o'clock.
1: So we will be on then. Talking gaming, talking technology, talking pop culture. And I'm sure you're gonna, gonna I, I'm going to have more to say about lit RPGs because I just really like the genre right now. But that's besides the point. So
3: until next week, for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, get to everyone, and we will see you next time.